This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our good friends at Lincoln's Premier Sports Bar, Tanner's, on 30th and Yankee Hill Road. They'll have all the NFL playoff games on both Saturday and Sunday. I was in there for the national semifinals. I know they had uh, great crowds and a very safe, clean environment, good food, cold beer. So get on into Tanner's. 30th and Yankee Hill catch all the NFL playoff action this weekend but let's get right into the two editions here and call me the eternal optimist call me the glass half full guy you have both known me for a long time that's always how I am Uh, but I'm pretty optimistic about both editions that Nebraska's added from the transfer portal Um, Samori Torrey particularly to me intrigues me Uh, I think this might have been the best receiver in the portal in terms of production and proof and he's an NFL guy right now could have went pro and we'll hear from Samori in our next segment uh, but chose that he wanted to have one more year to increase his stock but he's 6'3 he's what Nebraska has been missing you know all of a sudden if Omar Manning can play Xavier Betts gets things figured out Elante Brown takes a step forward even without Wandell Robinson this could be a better more diverse group of wide receivers in 2021 well, and they provide things that Nebraska hasn't had since Stanley Morgan in a big body wide receiver that can uh, play through press coverage and has a, a little bit of physicality to him. And uh, I think that is a, an element, you know, you want to talk about the timing of the passing game and quarterbacks not trusting the receivers to get open. That's a big part of it. I mean, if your receivers aren't where they need to be, you know, as a quarterback, you're going to be reluctant to throw to them. And now these guys, uh, you know, especially um, you know, with what we've seen from uh, Samari and, um, you know, obviously if Omar Manning can pan out, I mean, those guys, I think, bring exactly that. And that's an element that has really held this passing game back, you know, especially in conference play. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Sean. You, you've, you sold me on him at first. I was like, oh, you know, an FCS guy. Okay, whatever. But, uh, you know, with, with reading your, your reports on him and, and some of the updates, uh, it seems like Nebraska got a bit of a steal there that could really change uh, you know that that passing game in particular yeah, definitely not your typical FCS transfer I don't think I mean, uh, I mean you just look at his production I mean I think that's always the greatest predictor of you know how someone is going to produce at the next level or, or how they're going to make that transition and I mean he he had no problem putting up huge numbers uh, at, at Montana and and I think that you know he gives somebody uh, you know he gives Nebraska somebody that's going to be able to come in and, and make an instant impact. And then they haven't had that guy uh, on the outside for a very long time. And, um, or just somebody that can go up and, and make a 50, 50 catch. I mean, he, he's somebody that can read defenses. He understands how to get open. He's a great route runner and he can stretch the, the, the field. And so I mean, that's been a long time since Nebraska's had someone like that. When I had one coach tell this to me um, from another school and he said, look, you would rather get a Jabril Cox from North Dakota State in the portal than a disgruntled four-star that just left because he's upset about his playing time. And I look at this as the same way. I mean, I look at Samori Tori Nate as a receiver version of Jabril Cox. I mean, as far as the best receiver in FCS football, Jabril Cox was the best defensive player. He was LSU's best defensive player this past season. And uh, Samori Tori you know, I think can be Nebraska's best receiver potentially this year. Um, I know in the one game against Oregon, um, you know, he didn't put up big numbers. But 
you break a Randy Moss FCS record. Tell me who else on Nebraska's roster, Nate and Robin, could break a Randy Moss record. Nobody right now. Yeah. And so, you know, what I also liked was, uh, you know, when you were talking about how even before, like if he would have entered the draft right now, he was projected as a day three pick. and you know, Four to seventh round. Yeah, so, I mean, that puts him right in that Stanley Morgan territory where you want to talk about translating to the next level. Uh, so that, I think, says a lot. You know, when, when he's already getting – that much regard uh, at the professional level, um, you know, if, he, if he's able to, you know, do what Nebraska hopes he can do next season, you know, there's a chance that he could potentially move his way up to a second day pick. And that would put him in pretty rare territory for Nebraska wide receivers in the NFL. Well, it, it, the, it, the interesting part about it all to me is that, okay, here's somebody we know is a legit NFL guy. Uh, who who's got the opportunity to go play at the next level um you know what can nebraska do with him you know i mean he's he's coming Mm -hmm. he's not someone you have to develop and start from scratch and and mold into an actual wide receiver i mean he's he's a ready-made product so so i want to see what nebraska can do with him well can he mentor like a xavier betts exactly i mean because xavier betts has all the tools and you know there's a um coach here in omaha nate that actually coached at Samori Torrey's high school in Oregon, and he works at a high school now in Omaha, and he said Torrey was a late bloomer. He was 140 pounds fresh as a freshman, 5'11", and, and that's why he fell through the cracks. He wasn't a big kid. Xavier Betts is a big kid with all the tools. If he can learn from somebody like that, I think it could be huge. Yeah, absolutely it could. I mean, uh, to, to have someone who's been there and done that and, and who can teach these guys, like I said earlier, I mean, he, he understands all the nuances of the position. He's not somebody that's, that's starting from scratch. And, and I think just having you know kind of a mentor and a leader in that room uh, that, that has produced and played uh, very, very well and who has a future beyond college is – it could be very valuable for that room. And then Nebraska adds Marquise Stepp out of Indianapolis originally, but was at USC the last three seasons. And this is a kid that was an 18-month commit to Notre Dame, which, you know, if you're from Indianapolis and you're getting a Notre Dame running back offer, you're a pretty good player. He was a top 250 back um, coming out of high school, decommitted from Notre Dame to go to USC. USC switched to the air raid offense after he had signed a letter of intent. And they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Then they switched to um, Graham Harrell. And he just had to kind of blend in. And he did some good things over the last three years at USC. Redshirted but played in four. Then had a very good redshirt freshman year. And then had 46 carries this year. The leading carrier was only 54 carries. I think he needs. He wanted to go somewhere where he could be the number one. And at USC, they were trying to play three or four backs equally. And that just wasn't going to work for his style he really intrigues me. I think the X factor remains: can he stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what I like about him is six foot, two hundred thirty-five pounds uh, from Indianapolis. He's not some guy from Calabasas or something like that that has never played in the cold. I mean, this dude grew up playing in the heart of Big Ten country, and so he understands that. And when you especially count in the the, the loss of Dedrick Mills. Nebraska needed some power in that running game. They needed someone that could churn out the tough yards uh, between the tackles when they absolutely had to get them. And uh, clearly, Marquis seems to fit that mold. And if he can stay healthy, I think he will be an ideal fit for what Nebraska needs, especially complemented with what else is already in, in, the, in the room at running back. Because I still think there's a lot of potential in that group. Yeah, there is a lot of potential in that group, but I, I agree with you. I think Step is is a is a great fit, not only 
at Nebraska in this offense, but in the Big Ten. I mean, he is a physical guy. He's a downhill runner, um, and he he, I mean, he breaks tackles. He moves piles, and uh, I mean, there's some similarities between he and Mills too. I, I think he's somebody that is is the type of back that gets stronger the more carries it gets. The kind of gets into into a little bit of a groove and, and has no problem kind of being a, a workhorse for you. So. Um, you know, I'm excited to see you know how how that transition works too, and uh, really, arguably one of the top maybe two or three running backs in the transfer portal. So Nebraska goes out and gets arguably the top wide receiver and one of the top running backs. I mean, it's been a pretty good week as far as adding players out of the portal. Yeah, I, I was told that Pledger from Oklahoma and Step were probably the top regarded backs, and you know Rambo from Oklahoma and obviously Torrey, but Torrey fell through the cracks. I, I don't understand how, you know, Miami wanted him and Oregon wanted him, but as far as like Mike Farrell and our list at Rivals, like he wasn't even on the initial list. And, you know, he, Miami took Rambo the day after Torrey commits to Nebraska. So mm. most of the time you're not going to have room for two transfer portal receivers. Um, so it tells you like, I mean, he was that regarded that Miami was looking at him and Rambo for their spot. Yep. Well, and he was one of only 250 250- players selected to the the senior bowl right the only one from the big sky conference yeah i mean so that says everything right there i mean not only is he getting you know, on the legitimate list. nfl talk i mean that's that's the marquee all-star game and then briefly robin let's close up with some basketball we're not going to do a full segment but man um lose again against indiana <laughs> they lose the whole week because of covid19 as nebraska um will miss they, they've missed the illinois game Illinois game wednesday and then maryland on saturday and so when would their next game be back? Right now it's Minnesota at home on Wednesday the 20th. And so that, I think, is more realistic, certainly, than Maryland. But it just depends on kind of where they are with their, their COVID testing. There was obviously multiple Tier 1 positives, and those are players, coaches, staff members, uh, you know, directly in contact with the team. So um, it's just a matter of how far spread that actually got. And uh, right now it seems to be substantial enough to cancel two straight games. It's amazing that the basketball team, with so few players, has gotten more big Big Ten COVID one COVID positives than the whole football team that from Nebraska this year. Well, football team is together for a lot longer too, and so I think the fact that you know they are a smaller group and they're around each other all the time, one guy gets it. I think the spread is going to be a lot more substantial than with football, where you can keep guys separated a little more. Yeah, you don't have position rooms and, and whatnot. Well, it'll be interesting to follow, and, and you think, Robin, they'll make these games up. That's the plan. I mean, the Big Ten needs these games to be played because this is a huge year for them with potentially getting 10-plus teams in the tournament. Uh, they need those games to be played because they need those resumes to be as good as they can get. So uh, it's going to take a lot of shuffling on the back end. Uh, games that are currently scheduled are probably going to get moved around in order to make this a little bit more realistic. Uh, but as of now, these games will be rescheduled, but you know, who knows what's going to happen in a couple months. All right, I teased it, uh, but we're going to hear from both Samore Tori uh, from Montana and Marquis Step. But first, let's hear from Tori. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show. <laughs> 